0: Log Talk Radio
1: to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Uh, I am your host, the number one, Mr. Quick. And let's get right to it. Who have we forgotten about? With everything that's going on, legalization of this, legalizing that, this right and that right, this is on fire, save this animal and save that tree. All of that great cause. But what about the homeless and the hungry right here in our own backyard? You have the liberty to do whatever it is you want to do with your money. You send it to people that you may never see, meet in countries that you may never even visit. Now, one time, have I heard anyone donating to that cause? And if I have overlooked anyone or any group, please forgive me. I believe it's time to shed some light on uh, the people that's in our backyard that's doing a little bit worse than us. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Hello? I believe that we have kind of forsaken and forgotten about those people who we see coming off the interstate or the the highway or standing in between the median, whatever the case may be, we don't think they're... Situation is in, is is as serious as those we've never met, and it almost seems as though we're looking at it from a judgmental eye. It's it's like, well, they can do something for themselves, but you know, this tree or this animal or whatever the case may be or whoever is in more need. They never, how is that possible when they're humans as well as well?
2: I get what you're saying. I think that you know part of it also is, and you know, like you say, we're quick to for for whatever reasons to do something and donate to causes that you know, like in Australia, for instance, or, you know, um, anywhere else. Um, There are a couple of different things, you know, that come to my mind. That um, When when we talk about that first, you know, they may be doing it because you're right. They may say, well, you know, Australia can't help their situation, but a homeless person could have helped their situation. And they kind of look at it, you know, through a judgmental eye saying that, you know, because they they may assume that every person's story is the same. They may assume that people end up homeless because they were, you know, on drugs or, um, you know, on welfare and or and defrauded the government and got put out and different things like that. But you know, the the fault in us is is that we're quick to judge, um, and reluctant to help. So. I think that, that that could be part of the reason why. I mean, you there are some good people out there, and you do there are very little stories. Well, there could be more than I'm aware of, but there are stories about out there about people, um, homeless people being helped and different things like that. But it just seems like the the stories that get the most attention are the ones when we're doing a GoFundMe page or you know playing a tournament
1: so that we can support someone in another country I mean like I said you have the right to do whatever it is with your your funds you you have that liberty have at it I just you know want to make it clear that my position is that that all lives matter not just uh the people in foreign lands, but those that's right here in our backyard matter just as much as those people. You know, it's it's sad. It's just
2: sad. I mean, I think that too that that people, some people miss the big the 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 big picture, and the big picture is, is that when God blesses you, he blesses you to be a blessing to someone else, um, and I think that when, when it comes to, you know, helping, one, you have to have uh, the spirit of, or the means to do so, but, to, but more than that, the, the spirit of discernment so that you are led by the spirit, and you're led by God, and you're helping those that that God has put you in. Plays in position to help Helping within your means Within your power um, So yeah I think the unfortunate part is that I mean I'm with you all lives Matter most lives get Overlooked um, And for, for Many reasons and I think you know Again one of the reasons is judgment You know it's, it's one of those things where you look at A single mother you know like you In your line of work you know, you look at a at a single mother coming in there and you know, you, you see the way she and her son dress and you know, you 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 assume or you can automatically draw a conclusion that um because of the way they dress that they don't they don't have a lot. So you can, you know, conclude that the money that they're spending on the that she she worked hard for. You understand what I'm saying? Not like everybody works hard. Um well most people do, you know, work hard for what they get or earn what they get, but so you look at her and you could say, Okay, well, you know, let me go ahead and, and you know, give her half price. But in doing that you're you're sort of judging. Now you're helping, but you're sort of judging. You understand what I'm saying? Because you don't really fully know her situation. And then on the flip side of that, some people, you know, some barbers may not even think twice about, you know, her situation. And, and you know, if the kid wants, you know, a high top fade or whatever, they're going to they go ahead and charge the full price and probably expect a tip, not really knowing that she's not in a position where she can do that. You understand? you see what I'm saying? So I think it part of it is, is like, human nature to kinda, you know, judge or prejudge in a sense.
1: Ah for me, I'm not it's not my business to judge you, you know. Uh it's 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 my business to help because you're in our community. And if you are if you seem to be you know, you, you listen in, in conversations and, and sometimes people will vent their troubles. They say, you know what? You know, I could help. So you do. Period. It's not, if God if God puts you in front of me, then it was meant for me to help you. You know what I mean? Like, period. In, in the event that you don't do whatever it is you were supposed to do, that's between you and God. I did my part. Period. But now, that's just how I look at it. So I don't have time to judge. No, I don't I don't got time for that. Because getting getting caught up with judgment judging, you are you you're adding things to it. You know, you got to put your own logic into it. You got to put your own emotion into it. You got to, you know what I mean? Like, old memories and all that. And I I don't have time for all that. It's just... you. I I heard some words that caught my attention that says you need help. Those were, you know, flags. So, just do it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I understand that. You know, but,
2: you know, like... But the, the reality of it is is that some people do. You know. Some people do. They they try to figure out what the situation is and they try to dig too deep into somebody else's business before they decide whether to help them. You know, it's like okay, you, you come across a homeless person, you know you come out of a restaurant, you come across a homeless person or or, you know, panhandlers as, as we would say, you know, asking for money for food. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you trying to figure out like they smell like alcohol. You know, so you people I'm not gonna say you, but you know, we, we sit and we look and we trying to figure out, all right, well, you know, we ain't giving you no money 'cause you will do them but go drink it because you have that because that is money. That's like a re- a reaction that actually happened. Um, so what do you do? Do you decide to do nothing? Do you decide to give him the couple dollars he asked for? Or, you know, if you ask them for food, do you just go ahead and say, look, you know what? Take this bag of food. You know what I'm saying? So, but but the first, most people would start to think, well, shoot, I don't know if I should give you anything, you know? You know what I mean? They're hesitant. And, and, and the reason they're hesitant is because people don't understand that not everybody's perfect. People don't understand that their lives, don't lives aren't perfect. You know, not everything not everybody can function and, you know, operate accord accordingly. Um and so things happen. Events happen and, and um and instead of helping we we immediately look to try and figure out ways to try to understand why people are in the situation they're in. You know, it's like I I'm not gonna understand how you know, a homeless person got homeless in, in the two seconds of, of him or her asking for a couple dollars. But instead of asking for, for a name or, you know, or taking the time to sit and buy them a cup of coffee while they can, you know, when they can get home, take them in some place, buy them, meals, buy them a cup of coffee and listen to a story, listen to their story. Because you never really know you know, how much help that is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You, know, you know, the crazy thing is Alicia Keys got a new song. I don't know if you heard it or not, just dropped like this week or last week called underdog. And, you know, in that story, she's basically talking about the underdog and, you know, said that, you know, they said I wouldn't make it, but I was made to break the mold, you know, and, and talked about the lady who has conversations with cab drivers the lady who, you know, came across a homeless person and and asked his name. and, And he was just amazed that, you know, no one's ever done that before. And she sat and she had time for a story. You know, so it's like one of those things that things like that don't happen often enough.
1: I agree. I agree. And I think that's the reason why we're so reluctant to give. You know, because we don't even take time to acknowledge that they're a person. You know what I mean? We don't identify them as a person. When when someone when someone comes to you and you say, "Hey, uh, I'm not going to give them a couple dollars because they smell like alcohol." Maybe the the pants that someone gave them alcohol was wasted on there. Like you don't know if they even exactly. consumed it. You know what I mean Word, what going by, you don't even know I'm sorry they, they don't ahead. even know and you know maybe they need this drink to kind of survive if you will, like they've been you know been dealing with alcoholism for so long to where this is my functionality, you know what I mean mhm but we we you don't know you know let's. Let's have a conversation. You know, let's add this cup of coffee. Let's get to know each other. Let me put a, uh, a name and put a handle on it. If you're my senior, I'm going to or call the, you Mr. or Miss.
2: Or the simple fact that it's cold outside. And, you know, sometimes when it's cold outside, the only thing that can warm you up is you get your good old pint and you get your blood flowing. That helps. Keep people warm. Like people don't understand that what these folks, you know, what they go through and what they have to deal with. You know, they could have, uh, you know, like you said, they they could have been in in uh, in a tussle, you know, and and somebody else's alcohol wasted on their clothes. You know, you never really know somebody's story, but it's it's part of taking the time to pull your head up, look at them, and ask. You know? Okay. Well, what's your name? You
0: know? Just, just a simple acknowledgement. Yes.
1: That acknowledgement goes can go a long way. That could do more for somebody than you think that drink could. You know what I mean? Because that could be the reason why they they feel like they need a drink because there are no one in this world. So the moment you introduce yourself or you know what have you, uh, and even shake their hand. Now it's like maybe to no one else. I'm I'm, I'm a nobody. Well, I'm sorry to everyone else. I'm a nobody, but to this person, I am someone. So, I guess my question would be My question would be um, And that's without when that's without playing God, you know uh, We all use You know We do things in, in the name of But when it comes to having these these conversations with everyone, I think that we first must remind people that, that all lives matter, right? Not, and not in a sense of uh, black lives or white lives or blue, red, or what have you, but just humanity.
2: Human right. Mhm. I mean you have to you, you know You have to think about it We have to stop being So I don't, I don't know if the word is Afraid It's almost like It's almost like I hate to say this but you remember When you were younger and you'd be like Oh so I got cooties you know, it's almost like we treat each other as if we got cooted. Like if if you stop and you speak to, you know, um, someone who's homeless, So if you stop and you speak to somebody who looks like they're just having a bad day, you're almost afraid to speak to them or afraid to hold your head up and smile at them um, because you don't want what they got, as if, as if their issue can jump on your back. You know and take you once it you know what I'm saying? It's almost like we I don't so I don't know if fear is is the word I'm looking for, but it's almost like that. Like, I don't want what you got, so let me just go ahead and keep on walking and you know, you stay out my way, I'm gonna stay out of joy because I'm you know, I'm good, I'm making it and you not, you know? So we don't wanna be bit by that cootie bug and be dragged down. But, you know, God didn't make us that way, God. God made us to to pull our brother and sister up, and again, it never—it may not even take, you know, money. It may not take food. It may not take something for you to give them something, but just a a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, or you don't want you don't want anyone to see you make having that relation, right? Like, when well, even also when you was young, they see talk to, ooh, that's that's your, that's your boyfriend, or uh, you like them, you know what I mean? So you don't uh-huh. want anybody to see you having that conversation, but uh-huh. I believe that avoid it. We avoid because if we address it, then we feel as though we're obligated to correct it. You know what I mean?
0: Uh-huh.
1: So just because you're the like you said, you, you you find yourself in a situation. Maybe that's their gateway to just have a conversation with somebody. So it's mm-hmm. not even about the money. But it's just an opportunity to have a conversation.
2: Right. Right. Because sometimes it's all, that's all they need. I
1: was you know. going to the movies and the guy was outside and was like, man... Let me borrow it. Man, you got a dollar so I catch the bus? The lady said, Man, there ain't no bus running this late. But he was, then he started laughing. And he was down there, you know, like, he, it it, it, it I almost seemed like the conversation, cause he really was, he was sitting down. But in that case, it just seemed like it was more about conversing with someone. Much more than it was about the dollar, possibly mhm, but I think we should have those conversations so we can not necessarily get to the root of it, but it's it could be much easier than we think. huh. Yeah, right. When I was when I was younger, at, at at night, you know, you watch a late night television, you see these ads come about, you know, a dollar can feed a dollar day can feed a kid in Africa. You know, they got the little kid up there with the fly on his mouth and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, damn, if a dollar a day can feed a kid in Africa, you know, what about the ones that we ain't even got to travel all the way to Africa? So could we feed the people here for 35 cents a day? You you know what I mean? Uh I've never seen any of those commercials to feed the, the homeless people here in the United States. Right. And nobody even talked about it on their campaign trail. You know what I mean? Like nobody even addressed them. So, again, I guess we have forgotten about the homeless.
2: Now we've forgotten about the homeless. We just forgot about people in need in general.
1: Yeah. 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 I guess it goes back to prioritizing, right? Mhm.
2: Definitely. You know, and that's that's not just you know, it's, it's not just you know, strangers. You know, it's 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 family members. It's you know, it's. It's our neighbors next door, you know. It's it's our children, and you know, we we get so caught up and wrapped up in self that you know we don't we don't have time to sit up, you know, to look up and have a conversation anymore. Um, now forget about the fact that you know our children are growing up in a world where they they're not going to know how to communicate, but as parents who grew up in an era where communication was key, um, you know, we're not doing that anymore. Especially, you know, if I go to um, these training classes for, you know, on my job, and and I went to one just last Friday and all that. And, um, you know, I turned my phone off and, you yeah, know, left the laptop in the car and stuff, or in my backpack. Yeah, I had it with me. And um back in the class for two hours. And as I looked around in the room, everyone was kind of sort of listening, but not really listening. They were in there, but everybody was on their phone scrolling, and some people was on their, on their laptop, you know. And, and I thought to myself, like, what a world we've become where, you know, we can't even sit in class and have a conversation or listen to a presentation or interact with each other for two hours without some type of technology. Now, granted, all all I had to do is if, if I knew somebody in there, all I had to do was put my phone and text them, you know, we would have had a full-blown in there. Um, But it's just one mm-hmm. kind of those things where... We keep our heads down, you know. We're not looking up to see, see this world that's going on and happening around us. We we got our heads buried, you know, because whatever's on our phone is more important than what's going on around us. So we're missing it. We're missing opportunities to, you know, like you said, to to help um, people here, or people close to us, or help in general. Shoot. <laughs> You
1: know, it'd be funny or sad that we don't know the building is is burning because we didn't see it on Twitter.
2: Exactly. You sitting you sitting there and you know, you thinking of yourself, you smell something <laughs> but it didn't pop up on Twitter, so you don't move and the next thing you know you U S O L. And mm-hmm. what they would call back in my day shit out of luck. Yeah,
1: that's that's a sad. <laughs> that's you know you can't yell or go search for so and so. You just oh man, the guy who you, who wear the blue jacket all the time. You know where is he? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Go. Okay. I think as 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 a society, as a community, you know when I say this all the time, you know we gotta move away from from the system or or everything being so transactional, and let it be more about humanity, you know what I mean, like just engage with each other physically. You know, you. If I can't hug you, you're not my friend. You can follow me all day long, but if I don't, if I can't hug you, you're not my friend. So, our influences and our engagement have to be with those that we can touch. Mhm.
0: Because
1: I mean, think about it. Well, you you know, you love grandma, you love your uncle, and I know whoever long distance. But they have you on the phone longer than 10 minutes You tune them out You know it's blah 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 I've heard this before Or what have you But that friend is right here Y'all can sit right here and talk about nothing forever
2: I mean I enjoy talking to the old folks The problem is You know, like you said, well, life is happening. And so, for me, I can't miss something going on here, you know, with with, with our kids to be on the phone two and three hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Because life Uh is actually happening. You know, one day one kid going from one thing to the next to the next and then before you know it both of them standing up on the coffee table about to jump off um, so I
0: don't
1: know well I mean once again I, I find conversations that we can have in person, more fulfilling than, you know, reading on somebody's timeline or scrolling or what have you. You know what I mean? Because we can interact. You know, we can laugh. We can, you know, this is the right now. You know, when you post, this already over. It's right. So we have having our conversation, is right now. I can dig it. I'm gonna make it my business to. go and just have a conversation. I, I talk with it. Well, I I kind of do. It I talk to this guy. He he stands outside the store, playing the sax. So you know, I go by and I will try to have a conversation. I don't ask. I don't know his name. I don't ask him what's his his mission. But he play sex I give him a couple dollars you know for for his talent I enjoy his, his, you know and we I keep it moving but tomorrow if he's out there if it's not cold <laughs> I'm gonna have a conversation with him
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> do that so
1: I guess I guess that's my challenge to everyone who's listening. Just stop and ask the guy who's asking you for a dollar or two, ask him his name, his or her name. Not saying you got to shake hands or all that stuff for this. You know, before I give you this dollar or two dollars, what's your name?
2: And you never know You know because like What's the show we watch? Trading Places mm. And then yeah. Coming to America what, what what brothers were they? It was Mortimer and
1: Rand- Randolph
2: Rand- Randolph and Mortimer They They were they, and on their own firm In one life And then in another They were homeless But you never You never know Who you might run across
1: And who you might impact
2: True
0: Absolutely true
1: I believe that, you know, just, just human interaction. Human interaction can can be so impactful but we tend to we just we just run from it because we forgotten that we were in that position, maybe not destitute. Actually, you know what? Maybe we were. When we needed a ride when we were younger to the to the store, to the mall. Or you know we wanted some, new this or another that. You know what I mean? We 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 had a conversation there. It was family, but we still had to have a conversation. Mhm. But now it's like, you know, now I'm gonna text. And I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my son about that. If you want something from me, don't text me. Call me. Let's have a, Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? I'll just text and ask for permission.
2: Yeah. Let me hear your voice. Pick up the phone. Let me hear your voice. You know, cause I don't know who texted me. Right. You know, and 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 it's it's here's the thing. It's convenient, but I tell you. Like, sometimes the only reason I'm texting is because, you know, one, I'm working and I'm actually too busy to, you know, take the time to pick up the phone call. But, you know, when I find myself texting family, it's because I don't want to talk. You know, usually when you don't want to talk, you ain't got to pick up the phone. Um, but it's it's the lazy way to check on somebody. It's the lazy way to reach out. It's the okay. So can, can you consider it personal? You know. On text, nah. That's like one of those things where, don't text me happy birthday. Don't text Uh-oh, me happy birthday because you don't want to. Yep. Go ahead, delete it <laughs> You don't want me to have no happy birthday By you texting me Because truth be told I don't want you to have one if I text you happy birthday I'm only texting you happy birthday Because you text me happy birthday You know what I'm saying It's like like if you right. want to talk to me right. And see how I'm doing Pick up the phone and call me You don't want to talk to me if you're sending me a text And truth be told If you sending me a text I probably don't want to talk to you
1: I'm just saying. Well, you know, I I can dig that. I think that we just we need to slow down, right? Time has been the same since the beginning of it, but we as humans need to slow down and say like let me let me call you. Let me actually stop, stop, and have a conversation. And I ain't talking about like having a conversation on your way to the elevator, riding up, and y'all go out on with your busy lives. But uh, let's just stop, sit down, and have a conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the part that we tend to forget. And and to my loved ones, you know, I I do apologize for the text messages. You know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna do better because sometimes just having a conversation can help you with laughter. You know, it can help you feel better. Just like, you know, I was reminded that if you hug somebody and it, in in that embrace of twenty seconds, it releases endorphins to help, you know, feel good and all that kind of stuff. So just think if you're in a conversation and laughter occurs in that conversation, how much more impactful that it could be.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're going to take this time to welcome Pastor to the line. Pastor, welcome.
3: Good uh, good evening to everybody. Good evening. Good evening. evening. And I guess I would... Well, I guess I've talked to you since the new year, but I pray you're having a good new year. Oh, uh, a grand
1: new year, a grand new year, a grand decade. That's right. I
3: hear you. I hear you. So I'm listening. So we're to talking about out. continue.
1: We're talking about we're talking about who we've forgotten. You know. Everybody gets so caught up in their Their missions, you know Save the planet, save the tree Save the well, save the Whatever uh, Legalizing this and this right And that right But it seems like we are forgetting What's going on in our backyard We have homeless people Hungry people in our backyard That no one seems to To Want to talk About you know, it's like we just want to ignore them. We see them every day, we can't ignore them
3: Right Are
2: children being abused You know
3: Yep yeah. Yep, yeah. yep yeah. I don't know how long the list is But that's, that's an extensive list Of people that have uh, uh, That have been forgotten And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're trying to Prioritize them or just literally But Oh, God, there's so many forgotten people and uh, so many people that need, um, really need attention. And, and uh, you know, I guess we pick and choose what, who we want to serve. Like you said, the, the orphans or the animals or whoever, whoever. But there's a lot of forgotten people out there who shouldn't be. So I, I totally agree with you.
2: Uh, please Please,
1: go ahead.
2: Well, I was saying, I think that's part of what sparked the conversation. You know, we were we were talking about, um, you know, what's happening in in Australia, um, and then you know, just more on kind of a local level, you know, about the prison system in Louisiana um in the in the lawsuits and the fires that they're under I mean Mississippi was it Mississippi. Um in the conditions and the lawsuits that they're under um undergoing right now. So it was just one of those questions to where how do you when you have so many people and so many issues that need attention, how do you pick you know, and and I mean, I know it's not a situation where one person can save everybody, but how do you pick one? How do you pick what to support? You know, what what makes you comfortable with with you know donating and sending money sending money to Australia when when our prisons or the inmates need you know safer and healthier environment. I mean, I know they're but they're still people. You know, how do you how do you choose to, um, you know, help feed the homeless when, when
0: you know you have,
2: you know, children being, you know, um, abused and you know just um, forgotten in your in your neighborhood. How do you, you know, what makes how do you choose what to do?
3: I think a lot of people, at least from my own experience, you know, a lot of people choose um, what's um, the most convenient, uh, what's the least expensive, what's going to require the least amount of work. You know, in other words, they'll choose a charity that, you know, a charity all it takes is twenty-five dollars a month and I'll choose that one and I'll feel good about myself or they'll choose something that they're um good at that they don't it don't really require a sacrifice. Um and and really the way it's supposed to be is nobody can do everything but obviously everybody can do something. And uh, you know, God never intended for, you know, um, one person to do it all. It's supposed to be this is how the Bible describes it. It says some plants, some waters, and God will give the increase. So, in other words, there's a, there's a specific, you know, thing that you are supposed to be, you know, assigned to, and that thing you're good at, you're passionate about, uh, and you can make a difference in a quicker amount of time than anybody else. You'll stay with it. You'll do it whether you get any accolades or not. You know, but in order to get that, you gotta. I, I hate to go uh, Church on y'all But you gotta literally pray And say God You know What do I do And uh, If I do my part And uh, Miss Quick do her part And Quick does his part And before you know it You got it done But usually what happens is Okay Me Quick and Miss Quick will Just huffling in one place And You know Get that done And there's a lot That's gonna go back And uh, Unfortunately you know, uh, I go to the hospital to visit people, and I, it never fails, but I see people in there, and they're constantly saying, I can't stand hospitals. I don't like the smell of hospitals, but I can't stand being around sick people. Okay, you don't have no business in the hospital trying to go visit anybody. Stay home. You're making it worse, you know. Uh, there are other people that can't stand to go inside the prison, but they'll try and, and go in there, you know, just to say that that I went. You know, uh, and so you really just literally have to find out, okay, what is my gifting and what is my assignment? What do I do? And, uh, you know, once you find that out, um, you know, and and you focus on that and you make that your priority, then what, what happens is you won't wear yourself out as quickly. Uh, otherwise, you're going to burn the candle at both ends. So um, I, if you're passionate about something, Miss Quick, but it's my assignment. And what should happen is you should say, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I'm going to call the one that's supposed to do that. And I got enough trust in him that he's going to get the job done in the same spirit that I would. And likewise, if I'm doing something and, you know, I see something that's just bothering me and I'm like, I got to do something about this. Well, that's your assignment. Let me call you and say, look, I found another one. And then you'll go and handle that. So. We're supposed to work together, um, you know, um, at these things, and that's, that's what's not happening. You know, uh, when you have that compassionate heart, you just jump from one thing to another, and you're doing a lot, but you're not finishing anything. And um, and I can say this, I can speak passionately about this because that's been my life for the last 20 plus years. I've done too much, and I would accomplish anything. So uh that's my little spill on it and then I got another thing I wanna share with y'all later on and um, see how you feel about it. Okay.
1: Okay. For me I I I was um I was telling telling Mrs that sometimes it could just be that conversation, you know. They may not even want the money, but the homeless guy may just want you to see him as a human. You know, speak to him. You know, yeah, yeah. I know when it comes yeah, to yeah. everybody doing their part. I I don't I don't have time to sit around, <laughs> and maybe I need to make time and try to discern. You know, if God put him in front of me, then he was intended for me to to help out, or he wouldn't have put him in front of me. You know what I mean, or he want to send them to me to ask me. So I'm not gonna pick and choose, you know. If if a damn well is in my front lawn, and I'm gonna say the Mm well, you know. If the guy's hungry, I'm gonna feed. You know, if your lawn is on fire, I'm gonna put it out. I don't.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm there because God sent me there. Yeah. But. It'll it'll be a slap in, in everyone's face for me to ignore, you know, this opportunity. Especially, God, you know, you trust me to say hello to this guy, and I
3: did You know, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, and that's that's what I was meaning by we pick and choose what we want to do. We don't take on the homeless guy. We don't take on, you know, know, somebody like that. It's like, that's going to require too much. We'll throw some money at it. And, uh, you know, like you said, maybe they just need conversation. Maybe they just need encouragement, you know, Uh, and you can go on about your business. But uh, a lot of times we just don't take time to find out what is needed. We just look and make an assumption of what is needed, and we, we really we really just don't know. You know, there's a lot of people on drugs um, and things like that. And I really do believe if we, not everybody, but if we spend some quality time with them, you know, there's a reason why they're taking the drugs. There's a reason why they're drinking. You know, and it could just be a bad habit. I got that. But sometimes, man, you know, people are trying to, Find relief from whatever, and uh, if we were to take the time to talk to them, uh, you know, maybe they would feel some self worth and wouldn't do it. and I can't say that for certain, but that's that's how I feel sometimes, you know. Well, if
1: if, if I have a problem and and you continue to feed the problem by ignoring me, because that's what the problem is, you know, I know one thing, you know. The weed, the weed man don't ignore me, or, or the guy who's selling the pills don't ignore me. So I'm gonna go to where I'm comfortable, where I'm wanted, if you will. So I think yeah. that we gotta stop, yeah. stop judging, if you will, and just, just help. I mean, it's the human thing to do. You know, don't try to think about why they there, or put yourself in that situation, or try to put them in your situation. Delight by the change. Let me give you these couple dollars or let me introduce myself and we're gonna keep it moving. You know uh, We're gonna take this time to introduce uh Shay to the line. What's going on, y'all? How's it going? bad, I'm just I'm just listening. Alright, well, Go we'll just your mic is live whenever you're ready. When the man passed about to go ahead and uh dig a little deeper for you. Go ahead, I want to touch on it in a minute. I know I'm about to hit a dead spot, but once I touch that dead spot, I want to jump in because I have my own two cents on 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 addiction, and you know why a lot of people do it just speaking from personal experience. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that, but I know for me, pastor and Miss Quick, when it comes to, I don't, I don't got, I don't got the time to try to really, you know, figure out or use the discernment as, as you would say in biblical terms, you know, who to, who not to, what to do and all that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't pick and choose.
3: So so what is your what is your um what criteria that you use to give assistance? What what is it? I mean, is it just whatever's in front of me, whatever is asked of me? What what how do you decide how you invest your time, how you uh, you know, uh, use your resources? What what is it that you use? Uh oh, Miss Quick,
1: Miss Quick, about to be upset with this one. I I don't know. <laughs> there 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 is no application process. You know what I mean? You you listen, and you know somebody has somebody in need, you help them out. If you can do it, you help them out. Uh, if not, you know you you keep you you move on. You know, I just. Uh, I don't know if you, I, hell I almost like if you man enough to come up and ask me, then you you deserve whatever to get whatever reward as a reward for being that brave. You know what I mean? Like there's really no no set, set criteria, you know, because we always ask God to order our steps. So that's already been being fulfilled. So everybody who come before you was sent by God.
3: Okay, but, okay, whenever you ask God to order your steps, he said he would do that. But, okay, if he's going to order your steps, then that automatically means he's going to order your stop. also. So, in other words, if he's telling you a step, that's cool. But God is wise enough to tell you when to stop. So, what I'm saying is, do you think you ever go too far? Do you think you... Go beyond where he wants you to go and do more than he's requiring you to do. Let me jump on. Let me jump in on that one, topic because I think um, <laughs>
0: yes, you're
1: absolutely you, you, you're absolutely right, and I also feel that what you said is spot on. And and if you are a man of God it, with an addiction, you know when he's sending you a message, and you know when he's sending you a warning shot, and you keep ignoring those warning shots. Then you play with the sword, you're gonna get stuck with the sword, and that that's how I feel. Uh, God does, and the reason I have such a conviction for that, I you know, in the in the black community, we don't look at weed, for example, as being an addiction, because you don't you know people didn't do horrendous things for for a high. But if you don't eat to to if you don't eat a dinner to go get a bag of weed, if you don't Pay a bill, or if you don't get your, if you don't take care of your, out of your, you take care of your priorities, or let them fall to the side, for weed, then that's an addiction, and that was my addiction for a very long time, and I, I'm gonna tell you, I, in March, I got it in my phone here, March twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen, is the last time I smoked weed. I'll never forget. It. I, I finished doing what I was doing. I came in my house and always, you know, like to take my nap and numb that painness. And I got up to get a, a glass of water, and I fainted on the spot for a good 30, 45 seconds. My wife just thought I stumbled, but I knew I fainted. And I knew right then and there that was God telling me, look, this ain't the same like They're putting all kinds of stuff in this you either going to leave this alone Either you're going to decide to leave this alone now Or this going to get ugly And I haven't touched weed since So you, you, you get some morning shots And I feel those people Who have survived ODs And go back to it Not to sound harsh You you survive two or three overdoses, and then you mess around and die from an overdose, then you reap what you sow. Because he gave you the warning shot. Well, I I, I, I see where you're going with it. You know, uh... (laughs) Sometimes addiction isn't Their only problem How many people actually Stop and find out why They're addicted You know what I mean I think deep down you know Also But at the same time you don't want to address it That's that's the biggest thing right there. If we don't, if we ignore it, then it is like it goes away. But that's not the case. If somebody come up and asks you for a dollar, and you ignore them, they're not going to be. We come out to be right down. It'll be right down. If somebody's in need, somebody's in need. And them ain't going make them go away, bro. Oh, you should never ignore. You You know, you should never ignore. But I think one of the reasons, when you pay attention to those people who, who, who do get to go to rehab and things of that nature, I think one of the biggest misconceptions with rehab is removing them from their element. Of course, when you move somebody from their natural envelop- environment and element, they have no choice but to conform to the reality that is there, that where they're at now. And when you put them back in that element, a weak person is bomb and crack. Uh, it, it takes a strong person to kick, you know, heroin, uh, crack. I mean, it's you know, it, it it was designed for a reason. It was designed to not to be kicked. So you know, to your point, you definitely. Um, Always got to be there for a person You shouldn't abandon a person I I totally agree with that but at the same time I almost feel like You have to go The the, the means of rehabilitation Have to be Changed a lot In order for someone For majority because there are plenty of people who Kick and and those people are strong But for those people That have those demons That just are going to torment them For life they they need more help and, and bottom line more structure in order to be successful. Okay, so we got a decent. But what about that that, old, that guy who's standing out there who's hungry? You can't forget about him. Oh no doubt. But just you know, this is just like we talked about in, in, in the shop. Um, not too long ago. You know, what's unfortunate when you when you look at our society, there's really we can you can spend and, and we're fine with it. We'll go watch a, a, a movie that costs five to six million dollars to make and then we'll drive past that person, like to your point, that needs that sandwich. But if we ever th- and we'll pay athletes millions of hundreds of millions of dollars to play a sport. But just, and, you, and you made a point to this. If you took even a small, a, a, a tenth, a, not even 2% of that income and donated it to homelessness and everything that we're talking about right now, it would pretty much be eradicated. But why hasn't that happened? That's a very That's good, a good question. question. You should ask. We just talked about this. Well, I just read that there was a, there was a player. If he win the tournament, he's going to donate the, pur- the purse to Australia. And, and I'm at lunch talking to the missus, and it stumbles me. What about the people here who hungry? You know, you may not ever go to Australia. Yeah. You probably don't even know anybody. You know the coaches out Australia You've got this Outback Steakhouse <laughs> And here we are hey man, that's, that's what we do So Pastor was asking me How do I discern Who to uh, decide who to help and who not to help I'm going to ask you that question How do you Decide who to help and who not to help and if you don't help nobody, that's fine, too. No, nah, man, I, you know, I, I look at it like, man, like my granddaddy said, man, he was a very old school dude. I'm willing to help anybody that's willing to help themselves. And you don't have to have the same work ethic as me. You don't have to, you know, because the problem with a lot of people,
3: they want to help,
1: but they also want to tell that person what to do, how to do it, almost a uh, slave to the lender because they're helping that person. No, I, I'm, if, I, if I'm in a position to help someone that's willing to help themselves, that's all, that's all that counts. You don't have to be, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be better than me, but you got to put forth some effort. And you are gonna stumble, you are gonna fall down, like Dante said. But God, what he gonna give you so many times to burn me now? And, and I'm not, There ain't no three strike thing. you (laughs) You know when someone is Genuine and they might stumble But they want to do right And you know when somebody just don't give a damn About doing right And it just might never click for them Okay Miss Quick. I'm here. How do you decide or make discernment of who you're gonna help and who you're not gonna help? What qualifiers do you have?
2: I don't. I don't have any qualifiers. I know that you know, I just I just trust that if I if or when I wanna call. You know, someone needs that at that moment. You know, God and and whatever my ability is, um, you know, I do. You know, so if I'm able to get a sandwich or you know, the food, or you know, if I'm able to give a couple of dollars, or if I'm, I'm able to stop and have a conversation. So I just. I just depend on God to to do that You know, there's been times Where I wasn't
0: able
2: to do anything And one, I couldn't have a conversation Because, you know I I had my kids with me Two, I I couldn't give you any money Because I ain't have any, you know So, I mean, there's some times Where I'm not able to do anything But those times that I am You know, able to Buy an additional Several meals, you know Um I do. So I just, you know, I just lean on God. Yeah, I guess that's all I can do. I uh, mean, if uh, go ahead.
1: I'll, I'll about to ask faster how he decide. You know how he discern. <laughs>
3: Well, the first thing is, like the flip said, I, I I know I'm not supposed to help whenever I don't have the means to do so. In other words, if uh, you know, if you come up to me and say, hey, "Man, uh, listen, can I can I can I use your car?" If I don't have a car. I can't help you. So you know, in other words, if God hasn't given me the means or the ability to help, I just can't do it. But the majority of the time, I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know which one you, uh, said something about it, but for me it's just like you just know. I mean, when you when you confront it with it, you know. You know when it's a story. You know when it's real. You, never, you know when it's uh, genuine. I mean, it's, it's almost like, man, it's just, you know, um, you told me the story about the first time you met your wife. You just knew. I mean, I'm sure that there were other women that came to the shop. I'm sure that there were other women that you had seen in the area. But what was so special about that woman? You know, there there was no, uh, you know, note on her that said, this is going to be your wife or whatever. But you knew. You just knew. I think it's something God places on the inside of us. You, You just I don't know, you just know. I, I can't say it any differently than that. I, I just know. And, uh, you know, and uh, one, of, one of the other reasons that really helps me is that if you've ever been there yourself, you can recognize, I guess, it's like someone who they used to say, gang recognizes gang. You know, if you've ever been hurt in the area, you can tell when somebody else is genuinely hurt. So, you know, I have kind of just, as I go about my day, I start off by saying, Lord, if you know, there's anybody I can help, if I can be a blessing, if I can make a difference. And, you know, you direct my path. You, you let me know. And, uh, and usually, you know, it, when it comes, I honestly just know. I mean, I, that sounds silly, I guess, but I just know. And uh, That don't sound silly at all. Uh, well, I'm glad because that's the only thing I can I can say is I just know. I mean, I've asked for it early on, every morning at six a.m. or five forty-five. I've asked for it, God. You know, you you order myself. You you know, you show me where I can be a blessing. Show me where I can make a difference. You know, God, I do want to make money today, but I want to make a difference. So I want to, you know, put a smile on somebody's face. I want to help pick somebody back up, you know, and it's just um, you know, it's just a knowing man. And I think everybody should have a knowing in that spirit. I mean, all the women you go out with, you know that, that you know what's not the right one, but you know what when it is the right one. You just you just know. That's about like a fake with you know we when we when we think of help, the
1: first thing we think of is, is monetary. Sometimes it's not even monetary. Sometimes, you know, it's just recognizing them as someone. You know, ask them their Mm. name. You know what I mean? Start a conversation. They may do much more than that dollar or two would have done. Yes, sir.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt about it.
1: I believe that that's how you uh remember the for <laughs> put a put a face with the name oh, I'm sorry a name with the face or even hell put a fa- a name with the hustle you know whatever it is like if they come before you like I said you know i I'm bald head black, and bearded, and you are you brave enough to walk up to me well then you know let me give you these two dollars you're asking for <laughs> you know what I mean like that's the best I got. You know, if you come in my yard with my dog running around and you steal my bike, you deserve that bike. Sorry, I know that may be a little... Now what's going now what, now to happen if you catch them while they're trying to steal that bike? That, that's a different story. The fact of the matter is, they was brave enough <laughs> to go in the yard. past the dog. Again, they were brave enough to approach me. You see how, you see how you brother, <laughs> yeah, you're see how talking around that problem? brother? Yeah, you trying to bring me into so it, but I ain't gonna let you do it tonight.
0: I'm gonna control myself,
1: brother. It's a 2 decade.
0: self-control.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I let you, brother. I'm gonna let you <laughs> But if, like I said, if you're brave enough to go in there and go get it, then you got it. That's it. I'm just being silly. I know, but that's just what it is. So Pastor, no, totally when you it, when you have when you walk across this this guy, and he out there with his with his kids, you know. Mm-hmm. You're your father in a husband, so you know how you would feel in that situation. You haven't quite heard from God, so you just help me. Are you gonna empathize with him? Are you going to be like, Oh no, I'm not gonna help her, although I see you out here with your kids? and keep it moving? Like, how would you play that?
3: You're talking to me? Yes. I, I actually <laughs> I had to deal with that um, on several occasions, and uh, the first thing that hit me was just the children because, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you I've ever been hungry. I've never been, you know, like that or whatever. But um, I've been a child and watched my, my mother struggle, and that that wasn't a good look. I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. But what I had to do was just take a step back just for a second and say, okay, how do I approach this? I know i got to deal with it, but how do I approach this? Well, you got to understand there's several problems going on there, uh, you got that man with his family. You got, I, I don't know their whole situation, but apparently they got a need out there or whatever. But um, being a man myself, you know, it's, man, it's, it's a hurting thing not to be able to provide for your family. It's, it's For me personally, I don't even feel like a man. I feel like I'm a failure when I can't do it for my family. And so, the way that I had to approach her, the way that I chose to approach her, I guess you would say, was, you know, I went over and, and just started just just, just joking around. Not joking around, but, you know, talking to the kids, telling them how cute they were, how handsome they were, all that, just making conversation. When I got them to smile you know, already had, I don't know, whatever it was in my hand, a couple hundred dollars. I don't even know what it was. And I did not let those kids see me, give that to their father. I don't want them to think that I did it. I wanted them to think their dad did it, if that makes any sense. And it made the mm-hmm. dad feel like a man. And, and and by doing that, to be honest with you, I felt better. I felt like, you know, maybe I didn't help a family, I helped a man. Because so that was the problem, really the, most, the primary problem was the man had gotten you know he had just lost lost his grip. He had just he had just lost it. I needed to pick him back up. So you know I gave him that money and I also had my card in there with it. He did call me and from that phone call it took a while but I was able to find him a little piece of the job. And that brother's still doing good to this day. So he really just needed some he just needed some help. You know and I'm sure somebody else helped him. Outside of me, but the help that he needed, he just needed to be a man again. That's really what he needed. He wanted to feed his family. He didn't necessarily want me to feed him, but he would have done whatever he had to do, you know, to make sure his family was okay. And, uh, uh, you know, there's been other times where, you know, I had some other people with me. And check this out. We were going out looking for people like that because this is what happened. Uh, In Charlotte, North Carolina They put out a report And they do it once or twice a year I can't remember But they literally can tell you Approximately how many homeless people Are in the city And where they are And just to be honest with you It fits me off And the reason it fits me off You went out, you did a survey You know who they are You know where they are But you left them there I don't get that Right. i just don't get that. I, that that made no sense to me that just, I, I to this day i still don't understand it and they're saying you know uh they did it you know for the reasons of saying okay if we do put up a homeless shelter we'll know you know what location to put it in if we have to put up a warming center for the winter and so you know we we got all of the information and we went to those spots you know not all of them but we went. You know, to those spots, and we had jackets, we had, you know, socks, we had things like that. So, you know, somebody else had done the groundwork for me, but, you know, so I took advantage of it like that. But sometimes, you know, it don't just pop up on me. Sometimes I, I, I know to go. I mean, if you know you've got homeless people, why not go there sometimes? Maybe not all the time. If, if God bless you with some extra quick. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I just got this burden on me. I just want to help somebody. And I know you say you don't have time, but if you know that the west side on Seventh Street is a is a is an area where there's a lot of brothers down and out or whatever. I don't know, man. Maybe you need to drive over there and and uh, just see if you can be a blessing. I don't know. I don't know. But see,
1: just... that's that's a target. I'm headed. I'm good with a target. But I'm okay. saying I ain't got time to be trying to, you know. We going over and we see them out here needing socks. Ah, they go going Family Dollar. Let's go buy up all the socks we can get, and distribute them. You know what I mean? Let's do what we can mm-hmm. do. I, I'm, I mean, it's too time consuming to sit here and say, well, you know, like, <sighs> bro, that's Australia. They ain't got nothing to do with us. You know what I mean? Like. Let's
3: be quick. <laughs> But here's the thing, even biblically speaking, I'm not saying, you know, those those wildfires in there, they're bad, you know. Um, My wife is from uh, Louisiana, and whenever Hurricane Katrina hit and all of that, you know, I had a vested interest in it. You know, it's a little more personal for me. But even the Bible teaches us that, you know, um, that we're supposed to be witnesses. This is how it says, it says, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. In the uttermost parts of the earth and What it's talking about is start at home Charity begins at home I mean, I would be crazy To leave my wife and children Who are starving With no roof over their head To go all the way to uh, Australia To put out a fire. You know, I gotta take care of home first And once I take care of home You know, then I can I can venture out But guess what? There are people that have the ability to go out there and take care of all three initiatives. And maybe you can't go, but you know what? Maybe you have the resources to be able to put in their hands. And see that's the thing about it. You know, I know where the homeless people are, but I know where they are. I should be able to call uh uh Cut or whatever and say, Hey man, I got you know, twenty five people over here showing us and I, I I need I need forty pairs of socks, ASAP. And you say you don't even have to do anything with push uh, PayPal or Cash App, whatever that thing is, and then I'm I'm ready to take care of it. So you 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 shouldn't feel guilty because we should be working together anyway, you know. So if it's my calling, then maybe you're just going to be the one to, to match what I do. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it, it takes everybody. I do. Man. Everybody is not you know. Everybody can't go put out the fire. Somebody got to go pick up some water. Somebody got to learn how to fly the plane. You know, it, it takes everybody, and and that's what I mean about nobody can do everything, but everybody can do something. And so we got to feel good about doing our reasonable service. You know, our reasonable service I get when it comes it. to yeah, places like Australia.
1: But what I'm saying is, we got so we got to take care home first. What yeah, about the people that's, that's right here that's that's homeless here and hungry here? Because if we get them you know, nutrition and we get them situated, now we got more soldiers to go to Australia. We got more people to help put yeah. the well back in the water or whatever. We yeah. have more. Well, now you're
3: talking about the failure of the church now. That's the that's one of the primary responsibilities of the church, and we we failed. Not only the that. church.
1: The church is made up. The church is made up of the community, that, and the because, community is made yeah. up of humans. And yeah. it's a hu, it's a hu, human charge, not just the church. It's mine too. But if you're giving your
3: money to my church and. My church is supposed to be responsible for the community it sits in, and if I'm not doing anything but building a bigger barn, something to put my name on the side of it, war unto me, you know. So yes, I totally agree. You know, one of my, if I go out there as 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 a, a body of believers, because the church is not a physical building, that's just where the church meets. So if I get gathered with people together. And, you know, I go out there and I help those homeless people or whatever. And when they get on their feet, some of them, not all of them, are going to come in and now we're a bigger group and we can go out and help more people. That's the way it's supposed to be.
2: But, you know,
3: again, we got to identify what the church is because the church is the people on the inside of the building, not the building. Because everybody that is a blessing to me and that some of the people that help do the. Greatest work never set foot inside the building. He never set foot in the building. If I genuinely know, if I call you, maybe you never go inside my church. But I believe you would break your net and say, hey, man, if that's for me, then I got you. So, you know, <laughs> that's part of the problem. We don't even know where the church
1: is. Well, you know, okay, so I give you, I, give, I pay my money to you. Right? What about the people who take my money? Right? They call them taxes. <laughs> they take the money. <laughs> why are they forsaking our, our why the oh, money that you borrowed up all of all the women to shoot the unarmed black men is enough money for you to go and spend this, this 35 thirty five cent a day to feed these homely, home, hungry and homeless
3: people. <laughs> yeah uh, Or to pay for these Impeachment hearings <laughs> you know, It's a whole lot of whole lot of stuff Misappropriation of but, funds Yeah that's, there we go There we go but You know there's a there's a brother that um, Come into My church Sunday and um, He literally gave up uh, He was the vice president Of Bank of America and he he visited the prison and he saw people. And it just it just brought him to his literally. No, I'm sorry. He heard somebody that had been in prison. He heard him speak, and it just brought him to his knees. Man, and within the process of time, a couple of years later, he resigned from his job as vice president of Bank of America. And now, um, you know, he's going around and he goes to every prison in my state, and in other states also. And uh, what he's doing is he's making sure that if somebody's in prison and they have kids, the likelihood of that per- that those kids going to prison is really high. So what he's doing is he's making sure that every prison's uh, children have the option to go to college for free. That's what he's doing. He wants to destroy the prison population. And his latest project uh, is he's in the process of buying a prison, you know, they were, they were about to close it down anyway. And he's opening it up as a halfway house to educate the prisoners from the, the RV, um, to give them jobs and things of that nature so that they can go back into society and be a uh, productive citizens. So, in other words, the reason I bring it up is this guy literally, he saw a need, and it, it touched his heart to the point to where he understood, you know what, Everything that I've done up to this point was to prepare me for what I'm really supposed to be doing. And so he went in. Mm-hmm. He made a generous amount of money. I mean, he got the wisdom and knowledge. He got the contact. He got everything that he needs, you know. And uh, and uh, so now he's out and about, and he has got Nike that Jim you may know, donate. Let's say two thousand pairs of shoes. Uh, he's got. Uh, steak houses that donate money for different things And all he wanting to do is just help The homeless and help the prisoners And the former prisoners That's his calling in life man. I mean that's, that's You know when you give up a salary As a vice president of a bank uh, God has to show sure no touch your heart <laughs> You know but, but again he sees the need And he's going out to do something About that need And so now what he does is If anybody, um, you know, he don't even have to know it. If you know of somebody that's been incarcerated and their children are still in school, he's telling them, look, if you'll get the grade, I'll put you through four years of college at no cost. That's, That's the connection that this guy has at this point. And he takes no salary for what he's doing. The stocks and all the stuff that he got from being vice president, that takes – that more than takes care of him. So, you know, there are some people out there that are sacrificing. There's some people out there that says, you know what, I want to do this thing the right way. So, uh, yeah, there's some crooks out there too, man, I must admit. But, man, listen, there's enough people out here to, to help the homeless people. I mean, you talked about the athletes. And it always bothers me that every time we get ready to raise money for something, you going to put a movie star, uh, you know, an actor, an actress or an uh, uh, athlete in front of me to raise money. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a multi-millionaire. Why don't you donate 10%? And that one donate 10%. Now we got the problem. You just own here so you can get more money from me. You know, so we just got the same backwards, man.
1: And I think that's, that's my issue. We do have it backwards, you know. We pay people... Who to entertain us? Great sums of money, but the, the people who teach us—we right. we shit them. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, wh- how is that? They're, they're just, that they just—that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. The people who don't do anything, but or or for anybody, but they're more self-serving than anything those are the ones that get like all the money. And the cake backs and, and and what have you. But the people who take who's in the community, those are the ones who, you know, need help.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess now a good time is that to tell you um what I was gonna tell you to begin with. You were talking about who we overlooked and, um, you know, you're definitely spot on with, you know, the homeless. You're spot on with those that are hungry, you know, uh, children. All those people, you know, oftentimes get overlooked. I'm gonna tell you about a group that you, you, you probably wouldn't even recognize or wouldn't even know it. But did you realize that a lot of people that really go out and help people that's some of the loneliest people in the world. They, they, you know, they know what they're supposed to be doing. They do it. But then, and, and you know, I was watching a movie called Selma. It's about, you know, the, the bus boy, boycott back in the day. And the guy that was playing Dr. King, uh, I mean, they went through. He got knocked down. He got obviously fired over. Y'all know him the whole story. But at the end of the movie, something happened that opened my eyes to it a few years ago. Uh, After everything was done and, you know, brothers and sisters had a right to get on the bus and sit what they wanted to sit, one of the first days where they could ride the bus, all the black folk were lined up right there at the bus stop. When the bus pulled up, they got on the bus and then somebody got ready to get on the bus and turned around and said, Dr. King, you know, you wanna get on? He said, Nah, that's okay. And he let everybody else get on the bus and as the bus was driving away he was just looking at it. And there are a lot of people like that, man. It's like they'll fight for you, they'll help you get everywhere you need to be, but they'll stand there it wasn't for them. I mean it's almost like that old thing, you know, the apples that that's on the, the apple tree, they're not but they don't belong to the apple tree. They're for somebody else. So what I'm trying to tell you is If Quick is out there helping everybody else, he's probably a lonely person. He don't mind doing what he do what he's doing, but he often goes overlooked. Nobody stops. He don't need your money. He don't need your you know, he just needs to know, you know what? I thank you and I'm praying for you and what is it I can do for you? Some of the loneliest people are the people that really reach out and and love people. And you'd be surprised, man. A lot of these people are get hooked on things and they're looking for a way out and um, they're by themselves and they're weeping and crying. You know, I talked with a man I guess a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, and this man is um, an accomplished pastor, got plenty of money, beautiful home, got anything you could ever ask for, but he's one of the loneliest people I've ever met. He's just He's just lonely. It's just like he's in the world all by himself, you know. And if he wasn't doing for other people, he wouldn't even want to be on the face of the earth. He's got kids, you know, but he's lonely. So, what I'm saying is a lot of times you look at people and you'd be surprised, you know, what you see going on with this football player, Antonio Brown. You know, the guy may be crazy. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Or it may be that, you know, now that he's not playing football, the truth is finally coming out. You know, man, I'm telling you, there's some lonely people out there, the people that um, they try and help, the people that, you know, that's where they get their kick from. That's where they get their joy from. They reach out and they help. But after the help is uh, administered, they're walking around lost, man. So that's another group. That's another group that I want you to think about. Doctors, you know, a doctor will blow their head off in a heartbeat. You know they don't. They look, they're just not happy people, man. So I just want you to think about that
1: for a minute, since we're talking about groups that go overlooked. Well, yeah, absolutely right. There, there, there are so many people that that do go overlooked for for whatever reason. But I do believe that if we take the time to have a conversation. There's some things money can't buy. Some things that's right. Money just absolutely no good. But I believe that we could change a lot of pivotal moments or points could be made if we just have a conversation. I'm not gonna give you the dollar. Let's say let me introduce myself, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. So now you're probably not even thinking about getting high. Or you're probably some, you know, pianist or bassist or some instrumentalist who just abandoned their life because you was tired of it, tired of being a slave to it or what have you. You don't know who is who that you're avoiding because they don't dress like you, smell like you, or as clean as you are, the ones you're forgetting about.
3: Well, quick, when they come and sit in your chair, um, <laughs> you know, I understand it's a business, and I understand that, you know, you got to make money to stay in, you know, in business. I got that. I, I, you know, don't lose sight of that. But sometimes people sit in your chair, and you never would know that they're sitting there saying it's the last cut that I'm ever going to get. I, I, You know, I've. I don't want to live anymore or whatever. And your conversation might be what inspires them. You know, you just you just never, you just never, ever know. And it could be uh, somebody that can't afford to come and get a cut, or it could be somebody that could come in and afford to buy the whole shop, you know, but yet still he just needs that conversation like you were talking about. That's one of the things we're not, we're so preoccupied with, um, um, our own problems with finances, with all this other stuff until we miss ministry. And ministry is around us every day. Somebody needs a conversation. Somebody needs a, a kind word. Somebody needs You go through the drive through man. Sometimes just to tell that lady, you know what? I'm so glad. I come through here just to see you smile every day. You'd be amazed, man, at the difference that it makes. You'd be amazed at the difference that it makes. So we can, we got to stop missing moments. We gotta stop missing ministry opportunities. I agree a hundred percent. You know,
1: you you definitely want to to have conversations, you know, and I'm in conversation I'm gonna hear. Sir To your trigger words that let me know the direction to take the conversation or what the move to make at the end. Meaning, you know, you you know, you you go on your way to a funeral. Your mom passed, whatever. And it's like, you know what? Nah, I don't even worry about the cut. Put this towards the whatever, and, you, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? My man just had a baby, man. Oh, nah, it's all good. Put that towards the baby savings, it, savings fund, and we are gonna keep it moving because it's the little things that you don't realize how far it may go. Or the impact that it may have, especially paying it forward. You know what I mean? Like, God, that God just put me there. He gonna take care of the business. The business gonna take care of itself. God got us all. You dig? So I'm not even tripping on that. But that's the moment that I can have those conversations with people. That's that difference maker. And I believe that that's the reason why. God has blessed me so because he needed me to continue to be there <laughs> to talk to those people. You know what I mean?
3: Yes, sir. It's strategic, man. You know, it's not as many, as much happenstance as we think it is. You know, God purposely closed some doors so you wouldn't go there and purposely open that door so you would be there. But then now, we got to discern You know, well enough to go, okay, this is more than just uh, a haircut today. This is more than just him stopping by my shop. This is, I can sense something coming off of him. You know, this brother don't sound happy, don't feel happy, don't look happy. So let me just strike up a conversation and, you know, not to, you know, just, just to see what I can do. You know, a lot of things are divine appointments, man, and we miss them every single day. Because our mind is on me, myself, and I, rather than what can I do to make a difference in this world.
1: You know, it's so funny. Just, that. It was a guy came and sat in. I'm gonna say this, and he came and he sat in, and he was just quiet, man. But like he, it, it looked like he had it on his mind, and you know, just here and there, just little one-word answers, replies I would get. So, my, my guy came in, and we started shooting it, how we shoot it, and, you know, you kind of can see the chuckle, like, like he was, you know, so I turned around, and I'm like, you know, I think we're talking about the Cowboys or something, I was like, man, you a Dallas fan? And we started talking, and by the time he left out of there, like, his whole, everything had changed, you know what I mean? And... The next time he came in, he was like, yeah, man, man, McGraw, I want to thank you, man, because Ben McGraw had just got into it, man. And, you know, like, like, I think I interrupted before he before he said he was about to go home and, you know, and do it to her, you know. But, it, like, you can tell it was one of those, and I'm like, bro, you know, any before you even do that, you can come to the shop anytime, man. And we'll have a conversation, man. We'll laugh, we'll joke, we'll kick it, you know, just to give you a place to to decompress because we don't have that as men, the way the older generation does, you know, they will go sit under a tree. They would go and kick it maybe at the bar or whatever, but the youth don't do that no more. You know what I mean? Like everything is, we do it ourselves and we're not embracing each other. We're not conversing with each other. We're not hell, talking to each other, like on, on the real, you know what I mean? So I I believe that that is the sole purpose of all of this, of all of this, from from, from, from the show to the shop, just all of it, is to get back to embracing
3: each other.
1: Pastor, you with me? Yes, sir. I'm with you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got got a little a little quiet on
3: me. Got me nervous. Uh, nah, oh, nah, I'm still. I'm still on here, man. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I, was, I was. definitely listening, and I'm definitely with you. But again, it goes back to, you know, when you go out during the day, you know, you gotta understand you're not going out just for you. You know, you're an instrument, you're a tool. And you don't know how God's gonna use you, who you're gonna run into, and you know, too many people wait, you know, to Sunday to get a sermon. But you, man, you can, you can preach. You know, they want to hear about life. You've got to preach out of the Bible. you just got to just share life with them, share love with them, show them some attention. You know, everybody has an opportunity every day to make a difference in somebody's life. And likewise, you know, um, people can make a difference in your life, but, you know, it comes through conversation. And uh, a lot of times we miss it because we're so caught up in what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, who did me wrong, what I don't have, what I'm in need of, and all of that. And so when we take our mind off of me, myself, and I, again, you know, you'll find out, okay, you find that common ground with that person. That person leaves there. And see, when people leave your shop, man, they got to leave, in my opinion, with something uh, more than just a haircut. You know, one of the things that I say about church, I usually every now and then tell the people, listen, if you'll bring them in, you know, I'll do my part. And I always ask them, you know, before we leave, okay, listen, I want you to come in one way, but I want you to leave better than when you came in. If you don't leave my Mm church better than the way you came in, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I did not do Mm -hmm. it. And it may Mm -hmm. happen, it may happen from somebody getting up and, you know, Just greeting you and say, hey, it's good to see you at the church. Hey, man, I like that shirt. You know, it may happen from somebody singing. It may happen from, you know, me explaining the Bible. It may happen from me, you know, taking a movie and, you know, making sense out of it or whatever. But you should be better when you leave. When you go to the gas station, man, you expect to get some gas. You go to the restaurant, you expect to get food. And so everywhere you go, you leave with something. And, uh, you know, so when they come in your shop, man, they should leave better than the way they came in. And when they come in my church, they should leave a little more enlightened, at least have some tools to handle whatever it is they're dealing with. And 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 if they're not doing that, man, I'm not doing my job. You know, everybody I come in contact with, if I came in contact with Quick, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, then, you know, he ought to be better because he met me, you know. Um, you know, I ought to be better because of me. We ought to, that iron should sharpen that iron. And if we're not making each other better or challenging one another, then, you know, what's the purpose of that relationship? I don't need you to keep me the same. I need you to keep me inspired, motivated. I need you to cause me to want to stretch and strive and believe I can do more than I'm doing or whatever. So, you know, we, we just got to, Understand, man. That's a moment in time, man. We can. Every time you encounter somebody, you, you got an opportunity to make a memory. I mean, man, and you know, if you don't do anything to make a bad enough to change, at least you did something. So we got to stop being so selfish, man, and really reach out and help our brothers and sisters.
1: I, I agree 100%, man. Like, and I'm talking about like. Everybody, not just blacks, not not people who you identify or or what have right. you with, you know humanity, man. If they're human, you identify with them. Period. Well I'm gonna tell you right now, you're
3: talking about things in the world I saw a commercial where they where have some I guess they were little ducks or something, I don't know. And oil had spilled on them in the water And they were taking some dish detergent And wiping them off and all that That's cool, they got a problem with that But you know, I, I think God got a problem With us saving the wells and the dogs And ignoring the people You know right. I don't know how happy he is With all that So you know, when you do choose your You know Your, your, <laughs> your ministry of choice Make sure you do it According to priority you know, and I'm not saying everybody will kill a whale. I'm not saying everybody will cook a, cook a duck. I'm not saying <laughs> any of that stuff. I'm just saying, you know, if you got a chance to save
1: a whale or save a, a, a man, grab that man. Grab that man. I'm, 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 I'm 100% in agreeance with you. You know, I see the commercial all the time, and I see, you know, people Going up with with pails and and cups, pouring you know, cause the well was beached, pouring water on the well, you know. But y'all on the way to the beach, <laughs> yes. y'all y'all ignore the dude who was hungry, who was homeless.
3: Yeah, there's probably a dude laying on the beach, cause he ain't got nowhere else to go, man. <laughs> right.
0: He
1: jumped over him to get to the well. <laughs> right, man. And thats and that's you know that that uh, it just get me, but you know, like I was saying earlier, it's this guy who stood outside and he played a saxophone i don't i I always you know hold, let him hold a little sound, but i I don't know his name, but tomorrow I'll make my business to 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 talk to him and and find out his story, you know.
3: Maybe
1: he's surprised. Maybe. That's what I'm trying. Listen, I, and I hope I hope I do get surprised. I hope I do get a very uh, a very good story. Man, yeah. we 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 we've lost it along the way somewhere, but it's not too late for us to get it back.
3: Nah, man, it's, it's not. We just got to, you know, just start now and, uh, you know, do what we can with what we have. And uh, if everybody does that, then, you know, it's to make a difference.
1: Well, then, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go out here and make a difference. we go. Gonna have a conversation because maybe that guy who asked him for those two dollars, he just want to have a conversation with you. He just want to talk, but that's the only way he get you to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. try that. Yeah. 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 Man, look, you know what time it is, man. It's time to go to work, man. We, we, we done found the problem. We just need to prioritize, and we can help everybody if we just get our priorities right. Yeah, you don't know that
3: one man that you touch. You never know how many he might be able to touch. You just never know.
1: That's what I'm, You just never know. So, if you ain't got nothing else, man, let's go ahead and pray and talk, man, so we can go to work, man. Let's get it. Let's get it.
3: Let's get it. Lord, thank you so much for um, just honest conversations tonight. Uh, thank you so much, God, that you allowed us to, to get to the point where we realize that opportunity exists all around us. And I ask you to forgive us, God, for ignoring um, all those that we should have helped. And forgive us, God, for misusing resources and, you know, whatever we've done wrong. Forgive us, God, and I ask that you give us another opportunity. Help us, God, to use more than just um, money. Help us, God, to um, take advantage of every opportunity. And help us, God, to be careful about how we help. People need the right kind of help. And a lot of times it's just attention. A lot of times it's time. A lot of times, Lord God, it may just be conversation. But whatever it is, I pray that you will give us those opportunities, God, to uh, uh, To be used by you And I pray God that we won't overlook anybody Whether it's the homeless Whether it's the hungry Whether it's folks that are unemployed Whether it's you know Nothing wrong with all these charities God Nothing wrong with wildfires Helping out there Nothing in the world wrong with any of that But help us not to forget Those that are immediately right around us Help us God to know that Lord That uh, uh, we need to start in our own house And make sure our house is in order and as we go into our house, in our neighborhood, our community, our county, our state, and then we can move on out, God. But please, I pray that we'll use our resources uh, properly. And our resources are beyond our finances is everything that we are and everything that we have. Help us to make a difference in each other's lives and help us to know, God, that as we make a difference in everybody else's life, a difference is going to be made in ours. So, God, we've been convicted tonight. As Quick said, we've identified the problem, so now help us to be able to go to work. Thank you so much, God, for this conversation tonight. I feel it was It it was it was much needed. Now, God, give us the rest of our bodies need and give us the urgency that we should have in our spirits. Thank you, God. Keep this uh, Blog Talk ministry alive. I pray that you will continue to bless Quick and his wife. And, Lord, I pray that this will be a blessing to everybody. I pray that tonight was a wake-up call. And that we can go out and make a difference. Thank you so much, God. And let us all know that God is more to life than making money is more important than we make a difference. I love you, Lord, and I thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: That concludes tonight's episode uh From the Streets to the Pulpit. Uh, I am your host, number one, Mr. Quick, with My co-host, the Mrs. Quick, and my brother, Pastor Robinson, and I guess uh, Detroit Shea, (laughs) let's remember all. Let's remember everybody who we've walked by. Greet them with a hello. Greet them with a smile. You never know how much of a difference that it can make. Don't judge. Don't identify. Don't convict. Just help. That way you have someone helping you to help someone else. That's all I got. God bless you. May he keep you. And let him keep, each other, keep us and each other. Peace.